Gilliland leaves Colorado with a seven-point lead in the K&N West standings. Derek Krause ties a career-best second-place finish, and Chris Eggleston pulls off the win in front of his hometown crowd. I'm Anthony Alejandrez. This is the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Today on the show, we will get you caught up on last race out for the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West at Colorado. We'll preview Sonoma Raceway, one of the biggest races of the K&N West season. And winner of the two most recent K&N West races, Chris Eggleston, will join us on the show to talk about his Napa Toyota 150 victory and help us get ready for the series' only road course race of the year. Race day at Colorado National Speedway couldn't have started out much better for Chris Eggleston. He paced both of Saturday's practice sessions and carried that speed into qualifying, where he would set the fast lap and pick up his second straight Coors Light Pole Award. Joining him on the front row would be his BMR teammate, driver of the number 19, Carlisle Tools, Napa Belts and Hoses Toyota Camry, Derek Krause, and points leader Todd Gilliland would make it a BMR 1-2-3 start. The race began and Chris Eggleston led the opening laps before a red flag brought the race to a halt to clean up oil left on the speedway by another competitor, and after about 30 minutes of stoppage for cleanup, the race would resume, and when the race went back to green, Todd Gilliland would take over the race lead from the 99 of Chris Eggleston. Following a caution that ended on lap 36, we would have the longest green flag run of the evening, and Todd Gilliland had his number 16 Napa Toyota out in front. Chris Eggleston spent this run in second with Derek Krause in the 19 on his back bumper for much of the run. Caution would fall on lap 75 for a spin, and the rest of the field would get to regain the ground they lost on the BMR trio on the long green flag run. After the restart, Todd Gilliland and Chris Eggleston would battle for the race lead, but would have their battle interrupted by a couple more caution flags as they approached lap 100. Throughout much of the race, Chris Eggleston looked to be the only driver able to run a higher line than the rest of the field, and while it was working for him very well, cautions would continue to fall before he was able to complete a pass for the lead. Then after a lap 93 restart, Chris Eggleston would battle with teammate Todd Gilliland for the top spot, and on lap 100 he would complete the pass to take over the race lead. Chris would continue to use that higher racing groove to his advantage in the late stages of the race, keeping the number 99 Toyota Camry ahead of teammates Todd Gilliland and Derek Krause for much of the late stages of the race. Nine cautions fell in this race, with the final one coming on lap 133, setting up one final restart with 13 laps left to race. It would be Chris Eggleston in the bottom of row one, rookie Derek Krause on the outside, and Todd Gilliland on the inside of row two in the third spot. After a lap under green, Chris Eggleston would clear teammate Derek Krause and get back to running that higher line he had so much success with throughout the race. Eggleston would stretch out his race lead over the course of the final green flag run over his BMR teammates and the remainder of the field and pull off an incredible third win in the NASCAR K&N Pro Series at his hometown track, Colorado National Speedway, now making him the winningest NASCAR K&N Pro Series West driver at Colorado. Derek Krause would finish off one of his best races of the season in the second position, now his third second-place finish of the 2017 K&N West season. Todd Gilliland would get the bonus points for leading the most laps in this race and would end up finishing in the third spot. The BMR drivers all started and finished 1, 2, and 3 in this race, the third time in the last year that Bill McAnally Racing has taken the top three spots in a race. And to add to the dominance by this team even more, the BMR trio was never separated once in this race, running 1, 2, 3 from start to finish. 
Colorado marked halfway on the 2017 NASCAR k and Pro Series West season. Seven races complete, seven left to run, and seven points are separating the top two in the championship standings. Todd Gilliland has won four out of the seven races this season and still holds that championship lead over teammate Chris Eggleston. Eggleston has three wins now on the season, and winning back-to-back races at Orange Show and Colorado has closed that gap down to seven going into Sonoma. Derek Krause runs third in points, 56 out of the lead, after his third runner-up finish of the year, and he is your Sunoco Rookie of the Year leader at the season's halfway point. Chris Eggleston has been on a roll these last couple of races, qualifying on the pole and winning both races. After the break, Chris will join us on the show to talk about winning at his home track for a third time and about what to expect this week at Sonoma. Stay tuned for that. It's coming up next in the BMR Access Show. This segment is brought to you by BMR Napa Auto Care Centers. BMR Napa Auto Care is a quality independent repair business with the best reputation in the community. Consumers consistently select BMR Napa Auto Care because of the trust and confidence they have in Napa quality parts and Napa Auto Care's commitment to excellence and best-in-class service. Taking care of your car is an important part of protecting your investment and protecting your family. 916-676-0010 or online at bmrnapa.com. Two locations, Roseville and Antelope, and both will deliver to you the same great BMR service. That's BMR Napa Auto Care. Championship service for a championship team. Hey, this is Peyton Sellers, and you're listening to Bill McAnally Access Racing Show. We're back on the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show, and this week, leading up to Sonoma, we are being joined by the winner of last week's race out of Colorado National Speedway, Chris Eggleston. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Yeah, appreciate it, Anthony. Thanks again. Well, Chris, just said it. You uh, you won at Colorado National Speedway again three out of four years now for you. What's that like, you know, winning in front of a hometown crowd and to continue to do it now third out of four years? That's got to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, coming into this weekend, this past weekend, I would have never – I mean, I knew we would unload with a lot of speed and, and knew we would have a good shot at being in, in victory circle at the end of the night, but – um then again at the end of the day like i never thought we'd be a three-time winner out at colorado national speedway and not only that back-to-back wins from orange show to colorado so uh it's really cool and special and and special to do it in front of a hometown crowd i know they're all really excited staying on their feet feet and cheering really loud and it's it's really cool it's it's something you know that that every kid that kind of wants to dream about doing you know uh performing well in front of your hometown crowd type deal so uh it's a lot of fun I uh, appreciate everybody coming out from Colorado. And, and, yeah, hopefully leading into Sonoma, hopefully we can go out there and have a good good finish at Sonoma. This race at Colorado was a 1-2-3 finish for Bill McAnally Racing. They've had three of those now, and you've been a part of all of them, but this was the first time you were the first-place finisher in that. Uh, how exciting is that for you to lead the charge on such a great day for this team? Yeah, it, it's really cool. I mean, the BMR cars, they've been fast everywhere they've gone, it seems like, and um you know todd with the 16 napa auto parts car he, he he put that little stretch together where i guess he won four in a row so it's been hard catching him all season long and the 19 was really fast this past weekend Derek picked up colorado quick uh especially for the first time being there he did a really good job and uh just felt like you know it was one of those races where we just had to make sure we conserve our tires a lot to keep make sure we had that right rear still under us at the end of the night and um it it didn't matter i guess how how hard we were pushing each other for the most part it seemed like all three bmr cars had a, a solid platform and well-balanced race cars throughout the night so it's exciting to see uh, such a successful weekend from the team and and uh, even better to be be a part of it and and being 
like like you said, leading the pack and ended up in victory lane that night. Throughout the race, you were really the only driver that was able to make that outside lane work or the middle to the high lane of this track. Is that something that you were expecting to come in during the race, or did you expect everybody to be kind of glued to the bottom throughout the race? Yeah, I mean, I knew it could go either way. Um, it seems like probably three, four years ago, the top side was always much better than what it has been. And then, like, last year and the year before, even when Partridge won, it seemed like everybody was glued to the bottom and you had to make most of your passes and, and most of your moves happen on the bottom. But for whatever reason, I felt like it was necessary to kind of test the boundaries, test the waters up there. It had a decent amount of grip, but not enough grip to get by Todd in the, in the early stages of the race when, when everybody's tires were still fairly good and fresh. But it seemed like once we hit that two-thirds mark, lap 100 or so, everybody's kind of slipping and sliding around and so we kind of we kind of pushed the issue a little bit more on the high side to try to make it work even if it wasn't going to and it it seemed like we were able to roll the top better through one and two versus three and four i came out of four with a full head of steam at one point i got basically to his rear bumper and we were able to get into one pretty hard and aggressive and kind of stick our nose on the right side of his todd's quarter panel and um, kind of force him down in the lower groove and it took a couple laps to roll by him and it seemed like after I got up there, I realized how much grip was up there after everybody's tires were worn down. And it seemed like it helped us conserve tires even. You know, we were able to come off the corner with a little bit less wheel and put a little straighter. And it seemed like it helped conserve that right rear even more. So we kind of stayed up there in the later stages of the going. Um, yet any time a caution would go out, it seemed like we, we were a little better firing off on the bottom. And that's why we restarted on the bottom. So, um, yeah, it's nothing that I really was expecting at the, at one point, but um i it wasn't going to surprise me at the on the other hand you know if the top fight did come in like it did another thing that was really interesting about this race and you hinted at it a little bit was just the amount of cautions that fell in this race that led to all these restarts that you guys had i feel like colorado hasn't been a place where we've seen the cautions fall quite as much as we did this year there was that something that really changed your approach to the race at all yeah probably a little bit and and i agree like colorado every time the canaan series comes to that racetrack seems like it's not filled full of cautions like it was and for whatever reason we were struggling on our short run speed with our number 99 napa filters toyota and it seemed like the long run were what where we were better and thrived on you know todd could kind of check out that two three four car length right after a caution and it kind of just took us a little while while to get going so i think it was i i wasn't going to push the issue as hard as i was going to around that lap 100 mark but we had run just enough laps where my car was starting to kind of come in a little bit and maybe Todd's was getting a little snug and so I felt like I needed to make a move immediately as soon as I got to his back bumper because I didn't want continuous cautions to keep coming out and not allowing us you know to get make a move and get around the 16 knowing that our car was a little bit worse off on the short runs and and lo and behold you know I think two laps after we got around him the caution did come out so it all kind of played in our favor um and so to answer your question I guess yeah once we got long runs going and got close enough to, to Todd, you know, I knew we had to make a move as soon as we could, just because just our car wasn't firing off as, as well as I'd like to hope. Well, now with that third win at Colorado National Speedway, that makes you the all-time series leader in wins at the track. What does that mean to you, just being that it's your home track and, you know, it's where your K&N Pro Series career really got kick-started? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, I don't think any win will ever compare to the first win there for sure. It was just such a humbling experience, and one of those wins that I didn't expect to be in victory lane by any means. I was certainly the underdog 
Um, but it's really cool to be the all-time leader of wins there, three wins. And uh, what better way and place to do it at, at your hometown in front of your hometown crowd. So very cool and special. You mentioned then these last two races now. You've won both of these races. You also won the pole in both of these races now. So you've closed the championship gap down to seven points, and we're just now past halfway in the season. How much confidence does that give you that, you know, you've had these last couple of races where you've really rattled off a couple of good races, gotten a, a bunch of points back in this championship battle? It, it means a lot, and racing has a lot to do with momentum and momentum swings, and not only as a driver but a team, you know, everybody's morale on the 99 crew. They're, they're pumped. They're excited. Um, they love winning races, and, um, you know, when Todd kind of went four in a row there, I wouldn't say people were getting down, but maybe they started doubting a little bit. And so it was really cool going to Orange Show in Colorado and just kind of keeping everybody's heads held, held high, like, hey, you know, we're we're in this thing to, to win races and at the end of the day be be there at the end for the championship contention. And, and that's what we're going to do week in and week out uh, through the whole entire season. It helps give me a lot of confidence going into Sonoma, which a place I haven't statistically done really well at, but I'm excited to go back there and improve on what we've done. And I'm really, really excited to go back to Iowa as well. Um, there's there's not a place more that I want to improve where we've left off in the past couple of years. And, and that's definitely one of them. And then after that, we go to a couple race tracks that I feel very comfortable and, and um, excited to go back. Evergreen, for sure, and a couple other short tracks. And um, obviously, our short track program has been very well you know and so then hopefully we get through all those and go to Kern and put a, put ourselves in a great position to go race for this championship yeah looking ahead to the next race on the schedule we got our uh, first and only road course race of the season at Sonoma you hinted at a little bit how you guys haven't had the best of luck there but uh, last year I mean road course racing in general was not good to you guys and the Napa Filters team so that being said what are your expectations now just being that you didn't really get a chance to really prove much last year on the road courses Right. So on our road course program in the 2016 season was uh, it not being very good as an understatement. I mean, we were absolutely terrible and it wasn't due to lack of effort. It's just silly little mechanical failures are getting caught up in a wreck. And and we didn't, I guess, really finish technically a, a road course race. I guess Sonoma, we did limping around, but beyond, you know, finishing the race, um, staying on the racetrack is going to be key. My goal is to get out of there with a solid top five, top three finish. That would be my goal. And, and I feel like that's not a very um, unachievable or unattainable goal. I mean, that's that's a realistic goal. And if who knows, you know, if if I can learn a little bit more than what I've learned in the last couple of years. And, and I know Ty Joyner is going to put a great race car underneath me. Uh, who knows? Maybe we can contend for the win and give BMR, you know, their first Sonoma win. I don't. I don't think anybody's won Sonoma uh, for Bill before. So, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe we can set another first for him as well. Another big thing coming up this weekend with Sonoma Raceway. Uh, you guys are also going to have some Cup competitors running in this one. You got Ryan Blaney, Daniel Suarez, and then you got former K and N Pro Series champion Kevin Harvick in the field. How exciting is that to get to race against guys at that level? That's really exciting, and of course you had to ask me that after my goals and expectations, and my expectations are dwindling a little bit, but <laughs> no, uh, it's really cool and exciting that those guys are going to come out and race, and uh, honestly, it, it does nothing but bring more notoriety to the series, the sport. Um, just being there with the Cup Series that weekend is exciting, so to have Kevin and Ryan and, and all those guys coming on, um, it's cool, and not only that, hopefully I can learn from them as well. Maybe whether that's getting behind them in practice or even in the race, 
uh, and race trim or whatnot. But, you know, the, the better the competitors that you race against, you know, only makes you as a driver better. And so I'm looking forward to it. I, I know all those guys are great guys and, uh, it just makes it, it will make that, that much more sweeter if we can go out there and beat them as well. Well, Chris, congratulations again on the win at Colorado National Speedway, and best of luck at Sonoma Raceway. Appreciate it. Thanks, Anthony, and uh, appreciate you having me on your program again, man. My name is Riley Herbst, driving under 19, Nos Energy Drink, Toyota Camry, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Access Show. Winner of the Napa Toyota 150 at Colorado National Speedway, Chris Eggleston, just joined us on the show to talk about that big win at his home track. Chris and his BMR teammates have quite a race ahead of them coming up at Sonoma Raceway, the first and only road course race of the 2017 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West season. Bill McAnally Racing is still searching for their first ever Sonoma Raceway victory. They've come close on several occasions, and this year could be the year they break through for that first win. Back in 2006, BMR finished second and third at Sonoma with drivers Brian Eichler and Peyton Sellers. Interestingly enough, both Eichler and Sellers were rookie drivers making their first Sonoma Raceway starts in that event. In addition to that strong run Peyton Sellers and Brian Eichler had at Sonoma in 06, BMR also came very close to winning Sonoma with Eric Holmes behind the wheel. Eric Holmes finished third in 2009 and 2011, and a career-best second in 2008. And in 2012, Holmes and BMR came as close as ever to getting that first Sonoma victory. Starting third, Holmes would lead 13 laps on the race and had a four-second lead with 21 laps to go when a mechanical failure took him out of contention. Additionally, Polly Haraka has a second-place finish at Sonoma with BMR back in 2010. The 64-lap NASCAR K&N Pro Series West race from Sonoma Raceway will take place Saturday afternoon, June 24th. 35 cars are on the entry list for Sonoma, largest field of the season. Bill McAnally Racing will have five cars on the track this weekend at Sonoma. Their full-time lineup of Chris Eggleston, Derek Krause, and Todd Gilliland, as well as two additional entries. Will Gallagher will be making his NASCAR K&N Pro Series debut in the number 54 First Community Bank Toyota Camry for BMR. Will is from nearby Santa Rosa, California, so he'll be making his debut very close to home. And making his return to K&N West competition will be none other than 2013 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West champion Derek Thorne. Derek has a win at Sonoma from his 2013 championship season, as well as a second-place finish in 2012. Five career K&N West victories, and his last start came at Phoenix in 2013 when he was crowned series champion. This week, you can find Derek Thorne behind the wheel of the number 43 Campbell Motorsports Race for Autism Toyota Camry for Bill McAnally Racing. And side note, having Derek Thorne on the team this weekend means that BMR is sporting a lineup consisting of three of the last four NASCAR K&N Pro Series West champions. With Derek Thorne's 2013 championship, along with Chris Eidelston in 2015, Todd Gilliland in 2016, this is one of the most unique driver lineups we've seen in a race for BMR. Similarly, back in 2011, Bill McAnally Racing had a driver lineup consisting of the most recent series championship winner in three different NASCAR Touring Series for the NASCAR Toyota All-Star Showdown at Irwindale Speedway. Eric Holmes was coming off his third k West title in 2010, driving the 20 car for BMR. DJ Kennington joined the team fresh off his 2010 NASCAR Canadian Tire Series Championship, and NASCAR driver from Mexico City Herman Quiroga joined the lineup just following his second straight NASCAR Mexico Series Championship in 2010. It was a great lineup of drivers for BMR, much like the one we're seeing here this weekend. In last episode on the show, we congratulated Riley Herbst in a career-best ARCA finish a third and said he was knocking on the door of a first career win. Well, we didn't have to wait long to see it, because at the beginning of last weekend... 
Riley would pick up the ARCA Racing Series win at Pocono Raceway in dominant fashion, leading 45 of the race's 80 laps. First wins are always big, but Riley Herbst winning his first race on the 2.5-mile Pocono Raceway had to make the moment even bigger. Congratulations to him on the victory. Also want to remind you to check out bmrnapa.com for all of your team news, driver bios, and event photo galleries. And now on sale are your 2017 NASCAR K&N Pro Series West tickets to Douglas County Speedway. Go to the ticket section on bmrnapa.com and you can get your seats for the Clint Newell Auto Group 150 presented by Napa Auto Parts in Roseburg, Oregon. Also, continue to tune into the show on any or all of the great places you can find BMR access. Tune in radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spreaker, as well as the iTunes podcast app. That's a wrap on this edition of the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Thank you to Colorado National Speedway winner Chris Eggleston for joining us on the show to talk about the victory. And the best of the whole BMR team next race out at Sonoma Raceway. Thanks for listening and tune in next time to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. 